you care to listen at all? Compliments are always subtle. Kind words, they rarely leave your mouth. Underneath the weeping willow, you're just drooling on your pillow. All is well whenever you are right. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 9 of the Misaligned Podcast. Today it is just Ashley and myself because Caitlin is over at Fun 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 Fest. At least I'm hoping that's the correct festival. She's been at a few <laughs> lately. She's everywhere. <laughs> she is at a, a music thing, a festival. They play music and they do some things, you know. She's being a badass in lots of places. Yeah, she is been a lot of places lately I can't keep track <laughs> so today we have some quick news for you and then we will be trying out a new feature so you can let us know what you like what you don't like and everything over at Twitter we are at misaligned pod and we also have an email account which is just misaligned pod at gmail.com I can put those in the show notes for you guys so you don't have to remember how we misspell misaligned on purpose <laughs> So up first with the news, we have Light Years with a new release this Friday. I'll see you when I see you. And I just wanted to quickly mention that this is streaming over on Alt Press. And I've listened to about three and a half songs so far. I've been a little busy, haven't gotten through the whole thing. But it seems like it's going to be a very solid record and definitely a good pop punk release this week. Ashley, have you listened to this at all? I haven't, but I have a question. Have you listened to Adele's new song at all? Yes. I'm sure, I'm sure you have things to say about that. Yes, I <laughs> listened to it a lot. I know we were talking earlier before we started recording. She now has close to 292 million views on mm -hmm. it. That is insane and shatters everything. She also sold a million copies of the single in one week, which far surpass the number two song, which I believe is a Flo Rida song. Ha! No chance. No chance against Adele just hopping up out yeah, of nowhere, I believe, literally going, hello! <laughs> I believe the number two song was at 650,000 downloads, so Adele clearly just shattered that, and mm -hmm. I've heard pre-orders have been going extremely well for the album. Myself, I pre-ordered it on vinyl through Amazon. Oh, fancy. Wonderful choice. If I do say so myself. It's a catchy, catchy single. And also the fact, like, coupled with the fact that she hasn't been really active the last couple of years. Which we all right. know. She, she made it, like, very known. Like, I'm taking a break. I'm kind of, I'm doing me. And we're all like, you do you, Adele. Right. Like, Plus she had uh, some vocal cord surgery, mm -hmm. I believe. And then she had a kid. And yeah, she, she has all these things going life. on. Yeah, and then she came back and... I was going out to lunch with one of my coworkers the other day, and all I kept singing was, like, this stupid song. And my friend turned to me like, can you pick another song? I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't sing anything else right now. Just let me get it out of my system. Yeah, my neighbors downstairs were blasting it from about 9.30 this morning until 2.30. It's like they would play it, and then five or ten minutes later it would play again. And this just kept happening for several hours. I feel like and, there could be worse <laughs> songs that they could have done that with, but that still sounds really annoying. Yes, I feel like if they were just listening to it a little quieter, I would not have cared at all. But I could like feel my floor kind of shaking with the bass. And I was like, I just Fine. really want to watch football, guys. I love this song. Like house. I'm, I'm glad you like this song. It's a family. <laughs> not a frat house. Very much so not a frat house. Well, leaning more like, in towards like punk 
realm because I'm really excited about this. Good Charlotte is back. Yes. Did you Yay! listen to the new single, Makeshift Make Love? I thought the single was like so defend pop punk. <laughs> like, I can't even say pop punk because the literally the first thing I thought of was like, oh my God, people are going to go fucking nuts for this in the defend pop punk group. Like that right. was that was the first thing I thought of after like, oh my God, like my 2004 self is like, ah, ah. <laughs> and of course, like I did not get tickets to their Troubadour show. They sold out in about 90 seconds and I just wasn't paying attention at the right time. So. Yeah, I, I did not as well. I, I feel like a lot of people didn't. Yeah, I didn't even know how much they were. <laughs> it was only like... It's only like 25 bucks, which I think is pretty reasonable. I've actually never been to the Troubadours. So I don't know the capacity for it. I don't know it's if it's not it. a huge venue. I saw the early November there, and I think tickets were like 17 plus fees for that show or 20 yeah. plus fees. Well, so it's not a huge venue, but the ticket range, like that's maybe slightly above what tickets normally are there. But also, also like, you know, comeback show. Yeah, they don't have bands the size of Good Charlotte playing there no. most nights, you know? You no, know, I'm sure this is what I think is, like, in the cards for Good Charlotte. Obviously, new music, where they want to go about that is pretty much fine by me. I'm okay with that. And, of course, like, they knew the show was going to sell out in 90 seconds. Like, there's no way anyone was like, well, we might sell out, but we're not <laughs> sure. Like, they knew this was going to happen, which is right. awesome. That's kind of like, you know, just cashing in on the reunion factor i really hope they have a bigger tour coming obviously i'd love to have them back in la so i could maybe see them because right. that would be great especially because water parks is opening at the reunion show and i first heard about them through property of zach showcase and it's like fun neon pop synth in your face but like in a really fun and like exciting kind of way very like forever the sickest kids ish um, which I wouldn't necessarily pair with Good Charlotte, but I'm still really excited that it's happening, which is why I'm even more bummed I'm not going to the show. So uh, shout out to everyone scalping tickets for, you know, four <laughs> times face value. Yeah, you're just my best friend right now. But That's always going to happen, especially in LA. It all, anywhere, here. anywhere yeah. it's going to happen. But so, yeah, shout out to those assholes. But yeah, I'm excited to see where they go after this and if they can kind of, you know, keep the momentum going after the initial reunion hype dies down. Yeah. Did you listen to much of their stuff when they were going by the Madden Brothers? I tried to. I really wasn't into it. Like, I, it was a long time ago, so I don't remember, like, what specifically I disliked about it. And I was, like, a pretty big Good Charlotte fan. I loved them since, like, like fourth grade, which I... Which I'm pretty sure was the start of my, like, emo scene. <laughs> like, no fucking joke. Starting friends, early. Starting early. My friends for my birthday that year, they got me, or whatever year, um, the Chronicles of Life and Death came out. I think I was in, like, middle school, so maybe, like, yeah. sixth grade. The Chronicles of Life and Death was released. And for my birthday, they got me, there's two versions of the album, the life version and the death version. And they have, like, slightly different album artwork. And the only thing different, like in terms of tracks is like there's one different bonus track on each of the albums and so my friend was so disappointed and she's like oh i thought they were different i can't believe i just bought you like two of the same <laughs> albums I'm so sorry and i'm like you understand this is great like this is better than like the clay's lip gloss and all the other stuff like this is so awesome like i was such a little like rebellious little punk child and my mom is like i don't want you listening to this and i'm like too late my birthday <laughs> i'll cry emo tears if i want to exactly yeah i didn't listen to much of their stuff either so i wasn't really sure what to expect with this single do you know if it's like also the same band members 
I I feel like it's shifted over the years. I know they had some band members shift, like, in terms right. of touring and stuff. I feel like, but, like, a bigger part of me, like, this is kind of what I feel like with any reunion. A big part of me feels like this was kind of, like, a cash grab. You know, I, I that Madden Brothers tour with Front Porch Step opening, like, that didn't end up happening at all. Like, the whole thing got right. canceled, right? Due to, like, you know, reasons beyond our control, which, like... I feel like 87% of the time is we had really poor ticket sales. You know, right, like yeah. sometimes I it's mean, obviously like, oh shit, that happens, but. Right. I know Joel Madden was doing like the Voice Australia for yeah, a bit or I something. Yeah, I was just watching one of those like audition compilation videos the other day. Yeah, he was doing the voice and I feel like he had other stuff going on that I can't remember, but he like, you know, maintained his his presence, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm a little iffy on whether or not it is a cash grab or if they just wanted to make new music and it was easier to do that under Good Charlotte instead of the Madden Brothers name. Mm-hmm. So maybe they decided to switch. Back. I mean, I hope it's that. Yeah. In my, my heart of hearts. I hope it's that because that would make me feel warm and fuzzy and punk. On <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. So I hope I hope that that brings good things for them and that they've done it right. Speaking of doing it right, we're going to introduce our new feature, Done Right or Do Over. Wouldn't mind a second try And I'm not opposed to losing clothes Alright guys, this is our new feature. Again, it's called Done Right or Do Over. So what we're going to do is we're going to examine something that's happened within our scene, whether it's an event or a piece of content or just a concept, something that's happening within our realm and think about it from all different angles. Was this done right or should they do it over? So this week we're going to talk about Alternative Press and their new series called No More Silence. There's been a hashtag floating around. It's a hashtag No More Silence AP. And the first installation of this series went up uh, October 26th, I believe. And it's it's made its rounds around the internet. So to boil it down as much as I can, this is a series that has features and interviews that's about sexual assault and other acts of that nature within our scene. And it's a lengthy piece, you know. This is this is long form. So I have a lot of words to say about this. <laughs> but before I ramble on for another hour and a half, I'm gonna let Deanna speak her mind and then we'll just dive right into it and see if they've done it right or should they completely do it over so Deanna what were your initial thoughts about this right well like you said it's a long form piece but um so I use instapaper which is just a read it later service and I happen to save that first article kind of explaining the whole thing mm-hmm. and it gives you like a little estimated read time when you do that and it said it was roughly a 30 minute read which is oh. fairly long yeah that's pretty long that's a cool tool though yeah And I went through and I read it and I was like, yeah, this is kind of pretty long. And it's like they threw so much information at you. It was a little hard to take it all in Mm -hmm. in one sitting. And they had so many different stories. By the end of it, I was like, okay, what happened to who now sort of thing? Yeah, because I I was like, okay, so they talked about this girl and this woman and this person doing this and I could not keep any of the names straight. I do really like the idea of this, but it's almost like you need to give it to people in smaller chunks and kind of expand more on stories instead of giving these general stories and not including 
too many details. They do have details on what happened to the women, but it makes no mention of what shows they were at or where this happened so you can know that these things have happened at certain venues, you know? Mm-hmm. Or even just certain types of shows in general. Mm-hmm. So I it, felt... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I, I felt like it was just kind of... I understand they were trying to protect the women, but to me, that's not really protecting them if they're keeping the names of the people who did these things under wraps. Mm-hmm. There was um, a really awesome, basically a complete counterpoint to this entire article written by Anna Acosta. I really hope I'm saying that right, Anna. I'm so sorry. Um, she's a staff writer for the other AP for Absolute <laughs> Punk. And she wrote a response piece that is entitled, Dear Alternative Press, The Frustrating Problem with No More Silence. And Anna is someone who's like fiercely against like all this bullshit that's been going on the last couple weeks or months or pretty much since the inception of rock and roll. So to see her write such like a, a, a sharp response to this, I was like, yes, you know, I think she makes she makes valid points. But one thing she touches upon is like about naming whoever, you know, attacked these victims in whatever manner they were. So I'm just going to pull a quick quote from her, her response. Um, if you want to talk about a popular musician that preys on girls and give a quote from one of his victims, I think you owe it to your readers to tell them who it was. For all we know, he'll be on next month's cover, headlining next year's Warp Tour, releasing a new album, participating in your, in your interview series under this hashtag. I think that's pretty accurate. I understand, like, why alt press can't do that. I think it's, you know, they have to maintain this really difficult balance of, like, we're a publication, but we're also a voice for the alt punk scene. And, you know, it's... I really want them to, like, call these people out, but, this, like, I understand right. why they did it, and it's just, I feel like that's such a tricky line to, you know, keep track of. It's yeah. just, it's a really hard, hard, like, conflict to come across and solve and make everybody happy, which I think is a really difficult part. Like, they can't please everyone. Right. I feel like they kind of have to take into consideration who they need to make feel safer in the scene, though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it's like you can either cut ties with bands who you know are doing these things. I mean, it's one thing to be accused of something. But if you have proof that these people have done these things and multiple people are saying something about a specific person, chances are they aren't just making it up. Yeah, which is like kind of the irony in one of their neck. Like they posted this, you know, on the 26th. And I think one of the very next posts they made, like on their socials and stuff was a giveaway to meet Falling in Reverse and Attila, like, on that right. tour that they're going on with, like, this... I don't remember what it's called, but it's, like, the imagery is, like, they're branded as superheroes, which is, like, really just putting the icing on the cake that is the bullshit of Falling in Reverse and Attila. Right. Um, and it was, like, a giveaway, like, meet them, meet these bands. And I'm, like, what? Like, you're talking, like, oh, we can't stand for abusers in our scene or anything. And it's, like, meet Ronnie Radke, who's been <laughs> on our cover, like... 15 times and we just love him so much and it's like what they should be the last people you want to meet (laughs) yeah like just don't know mm, uh it may be really uncomfortable and it's just i don't know i liked that 
the piece, it, it had a lot of different angles to it. It had, obviously it's a series, so this introductory article, which is, you know, the roughly 30 minute read, was a lot of anonymous victims coming forth and telling their stories. A lot of band members, both male and female. Oh, I just want to note that this was written by a male, which Anna takes problem with, and I kind of feel the same way. You know, I'm glad that there's, you know, that men are interested in, like, kind of fighting this fight. I obviously welcome that 100%. But I feel like a girl should have written this. I don't know if I'm, like, being biased because I am a girl, but it's also kind of like women are the oppressed group in this situation, I kind of feel like. I don't know if I'm being completely wrong there or not. But. Yeah, I mean, I think it shouldn't really matter who writes it. I think what should matter more is the fact that people want to focus on it. And even it, I think sometimes it's better if a guy is pointing these things out and wanting to make them better because you know it's not necessarily this writer who is doing all the other things for AP that mm -hmm. involve these band members who have been accused of these things that's likely something that's out of his control and this writer in specific is probably just wanting to show his support for making the scene a safer place and I know they actually had two writers doing the interviews mm-hmm yeah, there's so, no way one person took on this whole thing, right, which obviously yeah. I commend everyone who's done this. This is not a small undertaking. This is, like, another part that I was, like, really stoked on. Just, in general, the fact that they... People are saying, oh, I can't believe Alt-Press took so long to finally say something about this. And part of me is like, okay, yeah, you know, they are one of the primary publications, if not the absolute primary publication for our scene. Um, and the fact that they took so long to say something is difficult but a wise choice I feel like because this is something like you can so easily say something right as things are happening and take a really aggressive stance or say something you might regret and stuff and I think it was good that they kind of took the time to put this piece together yeah and get all this different information all these different stories make it a series all that stuff um but yeah I mean it's overwhelming I agree that the first piece was a little overwhelming for sure yeah so then they did the four Q&A pieces with different people in the industry and mm -hmm. it was kind of nice to see you know they got the singer from New Year's Day they got a uh -huh. sober coach and then a guy who promotes at a venue and then uh, of course Buddy Nielsen from Senses Fail who's been huge about speaking oh, out yes. about issues mm -hmm. in the scene and but the one I really enjoyed and got a lot out of was the Eddie Burgos one Burgos I'm sorry if I butchered that <laughs> but he so he's the one he's a promoter and he is doing a really great job with increasing security at shows to the point where he's having security at vans and buses of bands just to make sure that anyone who is underage is not going in there mm -hmm. which that right away keeps a lot of things from happening yeah that's that like have been happening with specifically with underage girls and band members yep. i think anyone who's been in a warp tour or a bus lot like whether you're there the whole summer whether you're there for like just one night you see everyone's walking around and stuff like that, but there have been... I've only been back there a few times. I've just, like, done street teaming and stuff, but I've seen... I'm not going to, like, call anybody out, but certain band members, you see them walking back. They have three girls behind them, all screaming, like, excited. Just, like, they're all, like, excited and stuff. They're all holding red cups, and I just... I want to be, like, I hope you're all having a good time, but part of me is like oh, I want to go talk to you and tell you not to get on this bus I tell you not to do it but you know 
that's I I feel so weird about it, but that's definitely a place where like questionable decisions get made and right. I think and it's an Ash, cause, sorry, go ahead. I you I mean it's hard to just generalize that that's what happens every time someone gets on oh, a bus because course, it's definitely not. But it's like you want to at least make them aware of what could happen, yeah. even if it's. Especially if it's, like, a specific band member who's been accused of these things before. It's kind of times like that where you really want to kind of help out younger fans and warn Mm -hmm. them. And basically, that's what he was saying. He was like, if you see anything going on, you can't just stand by and not do anything. Mm-hmm. You kind of... I think a great running friend in a lot of these interviews is, like, being an empowered bystander. Right, and there's always going to be more fans than there will be security at a show. So it's not like security can be looking at every single person in the crowd at the same time. They kind of just have to scan and it's easy to miss things. So if you see something, you should just go alert security. And more often than not, they will throw the person out. So I think what he's doing with the increased security in specific places, you know, backstage, at buses, vans, whatever... It's not a complete solution, but it's definitely a great start. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. And like you said before, there's always going to be more fans than there is security. And that's just like, that's like the nature of any event with a lot of people. You know, you can't have 400,000 people and 400,000 security guards. So things go, things slip by their radar, like, and that's just, that's the way it is. But the way to kind of get around that is, like I said, a, a big thread is being an empowered bystander. And I pr- I pulled this quote and I forgot to say who it was from. Um, oh, just kidding. It's This is from the original alt press piece. This is Jamie. Oh, God. Sivrais? <laughs> S-I-V-R-A-I-S. Jamie, I'm so sorry. I can't imagine I'm the first person to say this wrong and I'm really still sorry about it. Um, but she's the founder of A Voice for the Innocent, which is a group dedicated to supporting and offering community to victims of rape and sexual abuse. And they were on a couple of dates of Warped Tour. And she says, for every one person that's hurting somebody, there's 40 who aren't, but the 40 stay silent. I think the answer comes from bystanders speaking up and saying, this has to stop. If you stay silent, you're essentially saying you're okay with what happens. Staying out of it isn't really an option. It's kind of like that Yoda quote, do or do not, there is no try. So please tell me that was Yoda that said that also. <laughs> Sorry in advance to all the Star Wars fans who I probably just angered if I got that wrong. Oh man, I'm just, I'm it just was Yoda. a mess You're today. good, okay. you're good. <sighs> awesome. Um, anyway, it's kind of like black and white. You know, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You can't be a little bit dead. There's no <laughs> way you're just like. There's no oh, almost. <laughs> there's no almost. There's no like, well, I saw it was happening, but it seemed okay. Or it seemed like she didn't care. Or it seemed like he was with her or something. It's kind of like, there's so many people who know these are things are going on. And, you know, a lot of both these, I'm pretty sure both these pieces address this, that this, people think that this summer was kind of like, wow, a lot of terrible things are happening. It's not that a lot of things are happening in 2015 that have gone terribly. It's, it's just fact, what's been focused on. It's what's been focused on. It's the fact that people are now, like, not that they feel okay about, like, you know, bringing these stories to light, but they feel like this is something we have to do. We have to, this is like an activist movement in its own right. You know, people are saying, like, okay, before alt press was saying no more silence, the rest of us were screaming our fucking heads off about it. And with all this stuff about front porch stuff, with him being, on the Nashville date of Warped Tour when they were like, nope, nope, nope. It's right. about 
people like warning girls warning other girls like this guy is creepy and stuff like that like I just I get so defensive about it because it means so much to me because I've been that 14 year old girl who's been totally wooed by a band member and that's like this guy makes you know $15,000 a year with his band at most he lives in his parents basement you don't need to glorify them they're not superheroes but when you're that young you think it's really cool and that's kind of how I feel like a lot of guys Specifically, band members get away with stuff. It's just, like, don't let girls fall victim to that if a guy's being creepy to anyone. At any age, really. If she's legal and he's still being creeped to her, let's let's not have that happen anymore. Right. But. It's just the problem's amplified, especially when it's underage girls. Uh-huh. As it should be. I exactly. mean, I think both causes deserve, obviously, a lot of clout, but I feel like so many... If you're, like, you know, in high school and you're seeing your favorite band and you get to talk to them and he's like, oh, like, let's go talk in somewhere that's not with the rest of your friend group or something like that. You might not think twice about it as, like, you know, as quickly as you would in some other instances. And I'm not trying to generalize. I know things happen many different ways and, you know, people are taken advantage of. People willingly get into stuff. There's so many different situations that happen, but preventative measures sometimes aren't enough now, which is so stupid like people say like oh like girls should be really careful and stuff like i shouldn't be careful you should know not to fucking grab up my shirt when i'm in a crowd like that's on you buddy yeah it's like they're they're placing the blame in the wrong spots (laughs) yeah and like i feel so on the fence about them like having named names you know of of people who were doing awful things because obviously they wouldn't be in, you know, so close with all press wouldn't be so close with Ronnie Radke if they actually cared to, you know, name names and expose people for what they've done. And but again, like obviously, not everybody's perfect. I'm sure a lot of these people have been involved in stuff, you know, beyond sexual assault or anything of that nature. That's pretty bad, and it's just such a slippery, slippery slope to get down on. But yeah, I feel and like I mean, it's a lot. I think Buddy Nielsen said it best. He he recounted a story where he actually got violent with someone who was doing something and he even admitted he was like that's really not the way to handle it Mm -hmm. but he clearly was able to get the point across that he is not okay with this and if anyone is going to you know throw the guy out or something it should be security the fans shouldn't take that upon themselves which is why you know, with Eddie, he's adding security, making sure they're easy to get to. You can tell them, hey, you need to go get this guy out of here sort of thing. Yeah, it's like on, I know a lot of college campuses have like the blue buttons or they're like, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I don't know if it's like universal, but hopefully like that. It's like a public safety enough. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So basically for those who aren't familiar, the blue button is they're placed around college campuses or at least they were on mine a few others um and god forbid something happens you go press this button and it's like an emergency button and someone from the department of public safety will be there within you know like 30 seconds or something like that it's right. bas- it's like a panic button yeah and having all these security guards around is kind of like having multiple panic buttons because i mean for every like asshole security guard i've met i feel like i've met two or three who are who are nice if not like super awesome and amazing and helpful and stuff like people who let you in through you know back entrances or something which is something i had experience with at south by like there was i was sitting in the back of the venue 
and the back was exit only. You could enter, but there was a line to get back in. But I was talking with the security guard, and he was. I left to get food, and I didn't realize. And he was nice enough to let me back in. Right. So there are great people out there who want to make sure that you're having a good time. And I feel like having you know Eddie's approach of making sure, like you know, let's just get everyone everywhere at any point where stuff can go wrong. Yeah. It's better safe than sorry. Like especially with all the van robberies that have been going on. Right. I would pay to have extra security out there during the show by my car. Are you serious? I think it's a great idea. So at least we're making steps in the right direction. Yeah, and I mean, added security is more of an expense, but, you know, it's worse if something Dimes goes over wrong. Dollars. Yeah, it's worse if something goes wrong at your show and that kind of deters people from specific venues or even seeing certain bands just because they happen to be on tour with this band who did a bad thing yeah i think so ultimately i think this series is i want to say it's done right i feel iffy about a lot of aspects to it just because like i know like like all press reporters like they were hounding um autumn lavis who is from porch steps ex-girlfriend who kind of like single-handedly took him down like even with all the social media buzz and all that stuff around it like she kind of sparked all of this. So they were caught. There was a tweet linked to um, Anna's piece, I believe, of Autumn comparing two people who were asking her about stuff that had gone on with Jake. And one of them was like hounding her like for all this information. And she's replying like, I, I'm under a lot of stress right now. I'm really overwhelmed. I'll get back to you in a little bit. And they kept hounding her. And the other reporter was like, I need to. I want to get your story out there. I'm you've been through a lot. Let's get this told and told right to people and help prevent this from happening. And the, like obviously, like the gnarly reporter was from Alt Press, and I felt like that was just like it left a bad taste in my mouth, just because this is such a delicate subject and to kind of hound somebody like that. I know they they asked the one of the victims in like one of Roddy Radke's cases. They asked her for you know, quote, multiple times, and they said in their pieces, like, we're still asking this girl for quotes. I'm like, leave her alone. Yeah. Jesus. So I'm on the fence. I want to like this. I just don't know if I feel good about liking it. So it's it's a soft yes that it's done right, but I'm not 100% on board. But I'll, I'll lean towards done right because I just want more people talking about this, and they've definitely accomplished that with this. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to go ahead and move on now and discuss a bit of music we've been listening to, whether it's new or old or whatever, just to give you guys kind of an idea of what we listen to that might not necessarily be talked about on this podcast most episodes and anything we've discovered and that sort of thing. So do you have anything, Ashley, or would you like me to start? Um, I'm just scrolling through my Spotify right now. Um, like, this is just my recently added songs. I'm really into the Fall Out Boy tracks, like, with other guest, guest vocalists and stuff. I think, um, my guess is that they're coming out with all of these kind of, you know, collaboration tracks. I'm really, really into, um, their version of Irresistible with Demi Lovato because, mmm, homegirl plays <laughs> it. Um, but I think they're kind of gonna, this is what I hope for. I haven't got my tickets yet to their date, but this is what I'm still hoping for is that they're pairing up with all of these other artists so that they can bring them on kind of like Taylor Swift style on their live shows. Right. So like maybe in LA, like Demi Lovato will come out and I'll cry a little bit and it'll be great. <laughs> um, I'm into that. 
the new Rome track, Deadweight. It sounds, okay, really misleading because uh, Matt from Set Your Goals, Matt Wilson, was like in the intro of the video, but I don't think he's actually on the track. I'm also pretty sure I talked about this with Caitlin last episode, <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to bring it up again because that is important to me. I'm still obsessed with that Broadside album that I talked about 50,000 times. And then also, um, shout out to my neighbors for not getting sick of me of singing Paramore in the shower because I'm pretty sure I sing Paramore's self-titled album, like, just on shuffle. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I sing that every time I take a shower. Like, that's what's on my playlist when I go. So, yeah, that's that's my currently listening to sampling. <laughs> Good so. stuff. Take it away, Deanna. So I believe I did recommend this last episode, but it's the Same Condition EP by Sundressed, which is a band on Take This to Heart Records. I was listening to the EP, recommended it, and I still listen to it, still enjoy it. Four fantastic songs. I believe it's four songs. Another property <laughs> of Zach Showcase Band, by yes. the way. Super stoked on it. <laughs> And they just have a really good pop-punk sound, and the lyrics are great. So clearly, since I recommended that, I would like you all to listen to it. <laughs> uh, Tori Kelly's new single, single, Hollow, is out. It was released, I believe, a couple weeks ago. And I have been following her since before anyone even knew who she was. And now she's like working with the same manager that Justin Bieber has, and she's, like, crazy famous, performing at the Grammys and everything. Oh, yeah, and, get it, girl. <laughs> right? And it's still super refreshing to hear how, like, honest and heartfelt her lyrics are. They're not – she's not into the whole idea of becoming, like, a pop hit machine, mm-hmm. kind of like some of – well, the majority of pop artists these yeah, days. Yeah, pretty much everyone else Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. So – Definitely check that out if you like some great songwriting. And a new artist I've heard of is Mighty. And his new EP just came out. It's called Buy Have Nice. Not entirely sure what it means. but Artistic interpretation. <laughs> right. It was produced by Daniel Gleason, who works with or plays with All Get Out and Group Love. So it's definitely something you should check out. It's five songs, nice and short. You can just give it a listen, take about 20 minutes of your time, maybe a little more or less. And it's definitely one of the best new things I've heard this year other than The Money Pit because that album is also fantastic. If you have not heard The Money Pit's self-titled album that was out this year that's easily a top contender for album of the year once we all start getting those lists oh god i was coming up album of the years like this past weekend and i was like oh god i have to start i have to start ranking on my favorites now yeah for me it's always like wait what came out in january february march right (laughs) i feel like every year i'm sorry tangent before you finish your recommendations (laughs) all good i feel like every year i have like two or three albums that came out you know like like last year i i don't remember what it was but an album i wanted to put on my list came out like december 30th of the year before <laughs> and i was like are you fucking kidding me right now like it was like an ep or something and i really wanted it on my list i'm like okay this is gonna get an honorable mention because you're so close to being in 2014 um, yeah anyway 
Carry you on. couldn't even put it on the 2013 list because everyone finishes those before December 30th. Right? Uh, it was the worst. Yeah. Anyway, the struggle so, is real. <laughs> of course, as it always is. So the last thing I've been listening to quite a bit is Carrie Underwood's new album. Like I mentioned, not necessarily music we would talk about on this podcast with Tori Kelly and Carrie Underwood over here. But she's just fantastic. I could listen to her sing all day. I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl and it was fantastic. It's like the perfect music for that venue. For those of you who don't know, the Hollywood Bowl is like an outdoor amphitheater and it basically has this bowl shape behind the stage and it kind of just projects the singer's voice out in a very pleasant way. And even though we had nosebleed seats, it was still one of the best shows I have been to. So her new album is called Storyteller for anyone who may want to check that out. If you don't, I will not be offended. I know a lot of people do not like country music and that's okay with me. (laughs) One of my clients is like a country pop star and I found myself like when I was first working with her to like get myself in the mood. I was listening to a lot of like Miranda Lambert and like sassy like girl country stuff. So maybe I'll take a listen. (laughs) Miranda Lambert is wonderful. If you have not heard the song she did with Carrie Underwood called Something Bad. I did hear. That's what I'm talking about. Like let me tell you something. If you need a really great way to wake up in the morning like on your drive to work play play either that song or <laughs> spice girls because i don't know why but something about spice girls every time just gets me like really amped up like, <laughs> like i'm talking about driving to high school like no one looks forward to that but i'm like yeah spice up your life <laughs> you know yeah. pull it in pull it in the parking lot see you here baby yeah, I would leave at 6.15 for high school. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I just need to get there. <laughs> Ew. Oh, we're done. We're done with high school. It's my favorite part about high school is that we're done with it. But now we have real jobs. Ew, so there I'm is adult. that. <laughs> Ew, paying bills. I don't have to wake up as early, but still have to go somewhere. <laughs> I stay later than I will at school, I'll tell you that much. I don't. <sighs> I had basketball, though, so, you know, that was different. <laughs> I think- All right. Let's move on to recommendations. So I'm just going to dive right into it because it. this is also music related. Um, my boys and everything ever, they put out a record called Solid Ground. This definitely came out in 2015. I looked and checked. I had to make sure because I want to put it on my, my end of year list. Um, it came out in February or March, I believe. Now I can't remember, but it's still 2015. And they were the victims of a awful van break-in a few months ago. They had over $6,000 worth of equipment stolen. And that just breaks my heart. Like, that's the worst, because these guys are great. They're going on their first tour since the robbery. I believe it's mostly um, Northeast dates with the Blythedale Romance. Both of these guys are Property of Zach Showcase bands, so I'm really excited and also really fucking bummed, because it's obviously nowhere near L.A., which is fine. I'm just sad about it. Um, So they're going on tour, which is great. And then... Little Heart Records, they put out an awesome label sampler, so it's kind of just pulling from everyone on their roster. They have Knocked Loose, they have Everyone Leaves, who I also love so much. Oh, that whole sampler is just full of really great, varied stuff across the board. Damage Kids Clothing had a GoFundMe going, and they got it funded, and I'm so excited. Um, Damage Kids is a clothing brand that was started by Oliver Baxter, who's the frontman for Broadside, which, you know... I think I've mentioned them on here just once or twice. No big deal. Um, but he launched this campaign and it got funded and I'm just, I'm so excited. 
because he's really passionate about this brand, its cause, and I'm just, I'm thrilled that they got everything together. And lastly, I have a huge problem with making gifts at work. <laughs> like I have to make gifts all the time. I do, I run social media accounts for my clients. So I'm like constantly like pulling gifts from their music videos and stuff. And uh, Giphy just launched a new online gift creator. Normally I used, um, I believe you pronounce it imager. I don't know if I say that right. I-M-G-U-R for anyone who can visualize that. I normally use their gift maker, but their gifts are actually too high quality and too large of a file for me <laughs> on Twitter, which is such a first world problem. But anyway, so Giphy came out with a great online gift creator and I've been using that and I love it. So if you ever need to make gifts, which I think is a really great great way to brand yourself on Tumblr if you're a band who just came out with a music video, I highly recommend making gifts and putting them everywhere on the internet. Giphy's gonna be your new go-to. And that's all. Awesome, so I only have a couple of things this week. First is the Apple TV. I just bought the new version that they have finally updated after I believe it was a few years they just went without doing anything to it and quite a few people were upset about that but I've been trying really hard not to pay a cable bill monthly again for adults (laughs) yes this is how we do adult life oh it sucks don't grow up children (laughs) so I have an HD antenna and now I have that paired with an Apple TV so I can get Netflix and everything on that get live TV through the antenna for the most part anyway and there's this app called Plex which is fantastic because you can basically stream media from your laptop to the Apple TV without having to plug anything in now that they have an Apple TV app and it's been great you can if you already have movies downloaded if you have TV shows you could just stream those right to your TV you can buy stuff in the Apple TV through iTunes for movies and everything. You have access to Apple Music on there, which is my streaming service of choice. And then you, of course, have all the sports apps you can download and log in if you do have cable, which I just steal my parents. Thank you, parents. (laughs) (laughs) And my next recommendation is Everything in Transit by Jack's Mannequin. I bought the 10th anniversary edition on vinyl. And it basically is a full record of extras. It's So it's a two-album release, and you get the entire album on the first record, side A and side B. And then you have, or I believe they do side one and side two. I always get confused whether or not people want to use numbers, letters, or what. I use, oh, <laughs> now that I think about it, I feel like it varies. Like, I, I normally just, yeah. you know, I'm like, time to flip it. Like, that's, I I don't know. I have one, that's uh, like one, like two, two LP release, and that's uh, Fall Out Boy's Infinity on High. And so I, I think I treat that as A, B, C, and D. Right. Huh. I never really it thought varies. about that. It varies, yeah. I, it just clicked in my head because I listened to it earlier today that it was one, two, three, and four. Because I was like looking on the label, I was like, what sides or what sides? Like... <laughs> I think it varies. It's kind of different. Yeah, and the entire second album is basically just extras. There's live songs, an acoustic version of Bruised, which is one of my favorites off the album. Oh, so good. Yes, so if you haven't checked that out, definitely do that. We will have a link to it in Amazon. I believe you can stream it through Amazon Prime. You can buy it on vinyl, MP3, 
probably CD. I have no idea. There, there were like four or five different formats when I looked. So if you want that, just go there. You'll be good. And we hope you enjoyed our new feature this week, Done Right or Do Over. If you have any feedback, again, we mentioned Twitter, email at the beginning of the show. We will put those in the show notes. Carrier pigeon. <laughs> That could be an option, but, you know, you'd have to message one of us first before doing that. <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for all your listener questions on the pigeons around my office. <laughs> That's exactly where they're going to send them to. <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Yes, thank you, and enjoy the rest of your day.